Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Everyone, how are we doing today? Happy, happy Monday. First, let's just let me say that I appreciate each and every one of you watching these daily episodes. Again, the inspiration comes from Gary Vee and Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, uh, but really it's your growth uh, of watching them that really, really adds structure to my morning. So I just wanted you to know that I appreciate you watching. Uh, I appreciate you, uh, you know, your comments and of course your subscriptions as we look to grow the channel. Uh, so if you know of others that should be watching, please uh, please recommend it. I will keep producing these daily, uh, you know, daily financial or daily millionaire news. Kind of, you know, what what have I been seeing the last uh, last couple hours as I still get up early without an alarm clock? It's kind of funny. So again, lots of stuff to talk about today. Uh, I'll just kind of run through the list in no real particular order today. Uh, I guess first off, let's give a shout out to Shake Shack. Uh, Shake Shack is a burger chain, I guess I'll call it. Um, they're actually returning, giving back $10 million to the PPP program. Uh, I hope we see other big companies do this, right? The, the program was meant for small and medium-sized business. I think a couple of things have come to light already. Uh, first off, lots of I don't know, what do you want to call it? Mid-sized companies that probably didn't need it, got it. They were fast, they were first, they have accountants, you know, whatever it is, they're first in line with the banks because of their bank accounts. And I don't, I, I, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but we helped out, we helped out some people we shouldn't have helped out. So hopefully more people stand up and do that. Um, you're very welcome. Uh, next one I heard about, and I'd hopefully we hear more about these. Can you believe that Harvard Business School got eight million bucks? Now, it could be for lots of reasons that I don't know or appreciate, but when I see Harvard Business School with a forty-plus billion dollars, um, you know, uh, war chest, get an eight million dollar loan that could go to a small or medium-sized business that was. Um, that was not the intention, right? It was, we're not trying to help out Harvard Business School uh, to get these. I uh, got a question here. Why would Shake Shack return the money? Uh, they don't need it, frankly. And, you know, if you listen to their CEO, who's on all the news wires today, he's basically like, hey, we'll, we'll stand in line like everybody else. But this was intended for the mom and pop burger joint. It wasn't for Shake Shack with a great balance sheet and all of that. So, uh, the CEO is making a decision that, um, you know, they will go to the back of the line and help and wait for other mom and pop restaurants to be helped. Uh, I just think it's a good, I think it's a good move. I think a lot of people's reputations um, will be cemented in times of crisis. And I think a lot of folks are going to remember Shake Shack. So, um, yeah, they have, they have lots of access to other stuff. So, again, I... I want to applaud them. They certainly didn't have to. There was no, they could have just let the news cycle run out because there's so much negative news in two days we would have never remembered, uh, but good for them. Another one I saw, and actually Jim Cramer called this one out. 
Uh, and I didn't know this. I've actually been to this restaurant, Fogo de Chao. It's a Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, apparently, it's owned by a billionaire, Thomas Lee. He's, uh, he's big in private equity. I've never heard his name before. But apparently, Fogo de Chao got 20 million bucks. And Kramer lost it. It's like, what are you doing, Thomas? Freaking move money around on your own balance sheet and bail these people out. We're trying to help mom and pop restaurants get going. So uh, hopefully the public shaming uh, gets some additional money returned. Good morning, Austin. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Oil is getting smacked around a lot today. Uh, a lot of it is simply because nobody wants it. Uh, there's not a lot of storage left, right? Six weeks ago, I was talking about, okay, buy the oil and, and store it because it's lower than the cost of production. The problem with that analogy is prices have stayed down so long, we don't have any more storage. They're actually leasing tanker ships and anking them off Texas um, to basically warehouse oil. Um, eventually, we will run out of places to put it. At that point, oil's you know value zero. It actually is probably negative. Um, so again, lots of stuff going on in oil. You're going to hear a lot of headlines. A lot of that is because these are contracts that roll over tomorrow. The futures market uh, is down, uh, but not down to 10 bucks, which is what I saw before I came up this morning. Uh, I think this. I think when you think about oil, what you and I need to talk about is what real estate markets could be impacted. Because I think what happens is oil stays down longer than we want because demand is just not there. If demand is just not there, uh, people are going to go out of business, so we are going to have consolidation, think the strong get stronger. But that kind of ripples through. We have job cuts, and then we have real estate markets. Um, the only one I can think of is Houston, Texas. Again, I don't know the oil patch well. Some of you watching this may know others. But if you were dependent on kind of independent drillers for oil or smaller companies that aren't in good financial shape, it might be time to get out of the real estate market there because you know there's a well-documented history about uh, the oil crash. I think it was in the 70s. Um, but again, you can go back and read that and see that there may be some markets. And again, not picking on Houston. It's the only market I know that has oil as a, as a dominant industry. Uh, it could be in trouble. So watch out for that. Um, next up, I just saw this the other day that they're looking at grocery stores now and potentially banning people from coming inside. Uh, you know, apparently the whole one directional way and all of that, just people are too close to each other. And um, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Right. Maybe you give them a list uh, before you go in. I, I don't know. But it is very clear that the world will be different after this than before. So we've, we've got to get through this as fast as possible. Another thing that's really bugging me is both about restaurants and retailers is this event, I think, is going to go on longer than we expect. And I still think, I've said this a couple of times now, that going bankrupt, going out of business per se via a bankruptcy, probably not a bad option today, right? Think, uh, what is it, Neiman Marcus? Just go out of business, clean the balance sheet, clean the income statement, come back after this event. Late, um, space is going to be cheaper to rent. You're probably going to get better locations. I think we're going to have a great reset. Um, so why fight it? Why add more debt to your balance sheet and then come out of this and it's harder for you to grow? Uh, I just think it, I think there is, I think, I think just the nan natural fight or flight instinct is we want to fight as, as owners of companies, but maybe 
maybe it's better today to get small, redo the balance sheet, get rid of debt. I mean, that's you got to consider that. If this goes on till 2021 or 22, why, why do that to yourself? Um, I don't know. That's just something I'm worried about. Um, did see a number today for the first time that I kind of felt good about is it looks like they're, they're looking at 110,000 restaurants that will be shuttered or closed because of this. So that's a lot. Um, but again, probably most of those weren't doing great anyway. And think about it. We can do a great reset, get lower rent on your space, maybe heck even own your space. Remember when restaurants actually owned the location, this, this could get interesting for, for restaurants and all of that. Good morning. Um, it's 110,000 nationwide, one, one, zero, 110 K, not 10 K. Um, Looks like uh, I've been talking about or thinking about Vegas for a while now. I think Vegas is probably the epicenter of an MSA or a real estate market that is, um, it's going to hurt for a while. It's going to hurt for a while. Uh, I saw a number that there's 3 million unemployed in uh, Vegas now. Uh, there is talk about how to open it again. I just, I just don't see it. Uh, at least, you know, getting back to whatever was Vegas in the past isn't going to happen. Vegas has to regenerate itself. Think about the casinos that you and, or if you've ever been to one, what you remember. Everybody's elbow to elbow. The nightclubs, elbow to elbow. The the events, elbow to elbow. I mean, I just don't know. I just don't know. It's when do I guess the thing I'm thinking about is when does a Vegas casino go bankrupt this could be just a great reset i don't know it's it's kind of concerning right uh disney uh was downgraded uh by a couple of companies today uh there's actually talk that they may not be able to open their parks until january 1st that's a lot longer than people were thinking uh it had seen a nice run because of the disney plus numbers right kind of four-year target done in nine months or whatever it was but again they're not making a lot of money from disney plus because um, the, the subscription cost is so low and probably losing money. Um, so again, there's just a realization that this is going to go on longer. Uh, and I've been telling you this for a while that, God, these earnings numbers, who could believe any of these numbers? Uh, I think the market is in for a fall. So somebody took out Disney today. We saw Apple last week. We are going to see more and more stocks get downgraded. Be careful, people. A couple of earnings just from Q1. And when, we, when you see Q1 numbers, Please understand what they mean. We essentially had three bad weeks in Q1, kind of like March 10th onward. So any of these losses really transpired in a three-week period. Ford lost $2 billion in Q1. If they lost $2 billion when there was only three bad weeks and 10 weeks were normal, what does that mean for Q2? 20 billion, 15 billion. I, I, I can't fathom numbers like this. United Airlines. This is a bad one. United Airlines posted $2.1 billion loss. They saw a 17% fall in revenue. Again, there was only three bad weeks. Their traffic is down 90. Why are airlines flying today? Seriously, shut them down. How much does it cost to fly from San Francisco to New York? You can't be making that up with passengers. Shut it down. It's cheaper. Go, 
Go bankrupt, United. I don't understand. Bankruptcy is not, it, it's like, doesn't, it's not like the company doesn't exist anymore. This, this is, this is the time companies really need to consider bankruptcy because coming out of this, they're going to want to be more nimble. Their balance sheet needs to be more flexible. You know, uh, did I write it down? Yeah. They're looking at like $40 billion in funds from the government. I mean, God, they're going to screw their balance sheet up. Oh, it's just crazy. The other thing we got to think about, and this is going to be a live stream later in the day, is I think there's three things that we could count on post-event. And this is what's important to you and I as a real estate channel. What does it mean for consumer confidence? What do consumers do? What is cost of capital? What is access to capital? Uh, I'm going to do a separate video on that or a separate live stream on that this morning because that's what really matters to us. One thing you can count on is shelter will still be needed, right? Water, food, shelter. Um, but the world will be different. So how does that look? So we're going to talk about that in a separate video. Uh, we are seeing S&P companies pull guidance at a record level. I'm no kidding. Uh, looks like 80 of the uh, S&P 500 have already pulled and there will be more. This is an issue, folks. All right, if you're counting on a V-shape or at this point even a U-shape recovery, you're not paying attention. This this is this is going to be a, a, a long L. This is going to go out to 2021. So just be ready for it. Don't expect the snapback. Uh, and then lastly, I saw a pretty concerning number. Uh, we'll close on this, unfortunately. Uh, somebody's predicting a GDP fall for the year at 14%. I think everybody is calling Q2, you know, greater than 30%, but that's the first call I've seen for the year, 14% for the year. That is uh, that is frightening to think about. But again, uh, what will happen is Q2 will be the worst, Q3 will be better than Q2, Q4 will be better than Q3, and we will inch our way out of this together. So rest assured, I'm a big, big bull on the American economy. Uh, I just realized that we are going through hell right now. Uh, and the only way to get out of it is to keep on going. So ask yourself what you're doing, right? Cut expenses, do all of those things. Um, yes, there is no question that airlines should not have bought back their stock. Thank you for that. Uh, and then Warren Buffett didn't really bail on airlines. That's kind of a misnomer. He sold shares to get under the 10% ownership. At least that's what it appears like to me. So he still owns a lot of airline stocks. He just didn't want to be beholden uh, to reporting all of his trades because he had more than 10%. So so watch come, some of those headlines are misleading for us. So at the end of the day, this is our daily show. Thank you for watching. I appreciate you. Uh, this structure in the morning is very, very helpful for me. But do me a favor, hit subscribe and ask your friends to join so we can talk about what's going on every day.